0: you're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier one podcast at a time. I'm your host Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. So today I am totally going off the cuff, and this isn't an episode that I was going to do for a couple more months. It was on the plan, but I have decided that it's important that I do it now because it's something that's been coming up a lot lately, and it's been something that I've been asked about a few times lately. It's re- with regards to having visitors when you're in hospital with your baby. When you have your baby, you especially, I'm going to say, make a judgment call, especially first time, first baby, you know, often it's a first grandchild. There's almost like an expectation or an obligation that you will have visitors in hospital. You would deliver the baby. Sometimes the visitors will be knocking on the door in the birth suite before you're even barely cleaned up. Having visitors seems to be something that people just expect is the norm. And when I say people, I'm often referring to both the parents of the baby, but also grandparents, aunties, uncles, I've even seen work colleagues. People just expect you've had your baby. They want to come and have a look. There's a massive reason why myself and a lot of colleagues I work with, actually, it was a discussion that I had a part of recently, are actually quite against is such a harsh word, but I would advise, and I do advise friends, family, um, women I look after, to try and avoid having visitors in those first few days in hospital. There's a few reasons for that, which I'm going to get to and break down. You might be sitting there thinking, oh, how no, I've waited to have my baby, you know, 40-odd weeks pregnant, I've had my baby, I want the whole world to meet that baby. Absolutely fair enough. The other side of that, or the flip side, you know, tossing the coin on that, You only have a couple of days in hospital with round-the-clock care of midwives. Um, You've got people on there on the end of a buzzer to help you with regards to breastfeeding, getting an idea of your baby's patterns, if your baby's well, making sure all the checks are done, making sure you're well. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes into your early hospital stay, And it's not really helpful, to say the least, when you have potentially a mum who's trying to learn how to breastfeed, trying to learn how to wrap their baby, you know, baby's a bit unsettled, the birth might have been traumatic, there might be other stuff going on, you know, we're often doing vital signs on babies, vital signs on mums, you know, blood sugars, there's a whole lot of things that could be needed in those early couple of days in hospital. When there's a room full of visitors, it makes it hard. And I don't just mean hard on, you know, the midwife or the staff looking after you, I mean hard on you as well, and even though you may feel that you know no it's fine you're you're all over it, you've got you know Nana and grandma and auntie and uncle and your boss Sally from work and so forth, it does mean that it takes time away from you being able to sit there with your partner um, with your baby, having that bonding time, working out some of your baby's signs you know tired signs, feeding signs and so forth, and really being able to focus on getting those early days to be as not just memorable, but also solidify a lot of the information you're going to need when you go home and you're on your own without the medical support. This is often controversial because people often, especially grandparents, often think, how dare she suggest this? You know, of course, we all want to be there. We want to pass the baby around and take photos. Passing the baby around, and I have said this in posts on Instagram and Facebook, not just with regards to the first few days, but, you know, even in the first few weeks or months, Babies get passed and passed around, which is fine. I know everyone wants a cuddle. I mean, I'm the first to admit I see a friend's baby and I want to say, you know, hey, can I have a hold? But sometimes your baby just needs to be left to sleep. They need to be sleeping either whether it's in their bassinet or whether it's on the bed with you, whether it's cuddling on mum or dad's chest, just leaving them to be. And sometimes it just gives them that deeper, more settled sleep and the more risk of not being woken up as well. It also, as they get a little bit older, there is such thing, it's not just a urban myth, that babies do get overstimulated when you're out and about all day and they're being held and passed around and talked to and not actually left just to almost chill. Like we know as adults, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I'm pretty sure you're the same. It's good to just chill. It's good to be able to sit and do not too much, you know, to look around. Often for us, it might be watch Netflix or read a book or, you know, those creative types, which is not I. Um, It might be to do some artwork or something like that. But we know that we feel better within ourselves and our own mental health if we just get some downtime and time to chill. Babies are similar. Obviously, they're not sitting there thinking they want to read a book, watch Netflix or paint a picture. But they just want to, they're opening their eyes, they're starting to see the world, you know, they're working on their vision, they're working on their movements and coordinating, you know, being able to open and close their fists, being able to work out what to do when they're hungry and how to settle. All those things that they're also working out. So their little brains are constantly working. Throw in an outing three days in a row with 17 cuddles and people and coffee dates and traveling around the place. You can sometimes find your baby's really unsettled at the end of it, and it makes it much harder for you when you get home to unwind your baby. And again, I've seen it many times myself with my own children, with friends' children, and people I've talked to about it have gone, oh, actually, you're right. You know, I, I have noticed that when we're out having a busy few days and so forth. That also translates to those early days in hospital. Your baby, especially in those early days, They've never breastfed before. They've never had to do anything to get food. Food has come to them. Their brains are working out all these signs and all these reflexes and all these things they need to be doing. They just need time. That's on the baby side. Flip it to you. You have been through something like a marathon for your body. Whether you've had a cesarean or whether you've had a normal vaginal delivery, your body is recovering. It's trying to heal. Your hormones are going insane. You may feel like you're going insane too, trust me. Um, You're probably sleep deprived if it's day two potentially. You've come off. Sometimes labors can be long. Sometimes you get a quick one, but often they're quite long and not just long, but your body has done multiple days worth of physical effort, even in a a few hours for labor. So you're tired, you're hormonal, your body's trying to work out how to make breast milk your body, you're trying to work out how to feed your baby, you're bleeding, so you've got an open wound basically trying to heal itself within your uterus. If you've had theatre, they haven't gone to theatre and had a cesarean. I say to people, imagine if it wasn't to do with a baby, if you had just had to have surgery to take out an appendix or take out, you know, do surgery to any of your internal organs, you wouldn't be inviting people over two hours later to talk to you in the hospital and to talk to you for days and days on end and not have any downtime. So you have to think back to my body needs to rest. My mother, being a mum, my motherhood vibe needs to come on. That means working out what to do with this baby. All of these reasons are massive reasons why I hugely, hugely recommend not having many visitors in those first couple of days in hospital. You've also got midwives that are there trained to help you. And when I say that is... When you're trying to get your baby to latch and you're struggling and it's hard or you finally get them to latch and it hurts, put yourself, think about it and be honest with yourself. If you finally get it, you've got visitors in the room, you're trying to latch your baby, it finally latches, it's really sore, so you know it's not on right but the baby's finally stopped crying, you've got visitors there trying to talk to you, are you going to then take the baby off and spend another five, ten minutes trying to relatch or are you more likely to just leave the baby on because A, baby's quiet. B, everyone's trying to talk to you and, you know, see what you're doing and ask questions about the birth and so forth, and you just get some downtime potentially to chat with your visitors. I say that because some of you might be saying, oh, how no, I'd be getting the baby off and I'd attempt to relatch for the next five or 10 minutes, but I've seen it in real life. A lot of people won't. A lot of people will just grin and bear it because they're focusing on everything else that's going on around them rather than just having the ability and the blessing to just focus on what's happening with your baby right in front of you. So another reason is bugs. And this sounds very extreme and some of you are going to be rolling your eyes like, no, my family's clean. What are you saying, Tash? There's bugs that are in the world, around the place. Often people have bugs, whether it's a cold bug, whether it's a cold sore bug, whether it's you know any kind of virus that's going around people commonly have something going on if we can reduce the exposure for these new especially brand new babies to any kind of bugs that is wonderful that is ideal and if anyone this is a little side note if anyone was to come visit your baby and they've been sick or they feel a bit off color or they are bringing their child who's been snotty or they're snotty say no Sometimes it's hard because you'll have, you know, cousin Susan saying, Oh, yeah, we've been unwell, but I feel better this morning, so I'll come and visit, I'll come and visit for lunch. You need to start to say, Oh, actually, I'd rather you stayed away for a little bit longer because, you know, you might still be contagious or you might still be unwell. Or when someone tells you their kid's been a bit off color, but they're fine, they're fine right now and nothing's come of it, being able to say, You know what, I actually would rather you didn't because I'm just trying to reduce the risk for baby. Our babies, when they are born, have not been exposed. They've been exposed, obviously, internally to our own antibodies and what's been going on in our bodies, but they haven't been exposed to the outside world and all the bugs that live in this outside world that they've been born into. And, I mean, yes, their immunity is going to get better and they're going to be able to move forward over time and you know get more resilient to all these different bugs and things. But if we can reduce exposure to it on those early, especially those early crucial days where they're so vulnerable, we absolutely should be. I read an article recently about the um, herpes simplex virus and like cold sores and things like that, where um, a baby had passed away when someone had kissed them on the mouth and had a cold sore and it ended up, you know, turning into the virus and so forth. And there's now this big push to encourage people not to kiss your babies on the lips and things like that. You go out and Google. Again, I'm not a huge fan of Googling things because everything's always worst case scenario. But if you do look into it, there's lots of different situations where people's newborn babies have caught bugs off people visiting. So if you can try and reduce it or limit it or, you know, just try and tone it down a little bit, shall we say, it is is beneficial for you and your baby. Another reason I want to say, let's just ditch the visitors for a few days, is if you are in a relationship and you and your partner need to get used to parenting together, it might be the first time, it might be the second or third time. But you need to get used to this new vibe with this new baby, just you and your partner. And this goes for people who, again, it might not be your first baby, you might have other children. So then it becomes getting used to the vibe of having, you know, now having three children or now having two children and you and your partner getting into that role together because that's hugely important. And those early days often get so flooded with stuff and people and catch-ups and visitors that you don't get time to actually work out what it feels like just the two of you and the baby or what it feels like just the two of you and your now two children. And just actually being able to spend that quality time together, those days you never get back. I mean, obviously, no day you ever get back and kids grow super fast like crazy. But it is important to just kind of take back the time. So, I mean, you are going to be listening to this. Some of you are going to be thinking, "Uh, maybe not. I'm happy to have my whole team from work come and visit me when I'm still on the birth suite. And others will be like, maybe that's a good idea. Or some of you will be like, I would do this, done this before. I have no intention of having visitors in the first few days anyway. So you're all going to be at different stages. I just thought it was really important to come on here and just to give you a bit of information with regards to my thoughts on the idea. Because I know it's something that people struggle with. And like I said, I've been getting questions about it lately. I've been getting into conversations about it lately. And it is something that I do think that everyone just needs to kind of take a step back and see how they want those first couple of days with their baby to look. Um, again, my biggest reason for it is you can't get that time back of having round-the-clock medical care. At the, at the buzzer, push the buzzer, you'll have someone come help you breastfeeding, You know, help you with any questions you have about baby pediatrician doctors checking over baby if you've got any concerns you have the help there and it's far easier to access that help and have that full focus on what's going on and you know having your midwife sit there and help with your breastfeeding when you don't have other people around talking to you and you don't have the pressure yourself to as to looking like you've got it all together heck you're probably going to cry whether it's day one two or three and you're still in hospital you're probably going to cry. You're probably going to feel overwhelmed, especially after that first, you know, day of the calm baby. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you would have heard me talk about, you know, the second lot of twenty-four hours and you know, twenty-four to forty-eight hours, and how everything can go very pear-shaped as far as your baby really demanding food and cluster feeding and being really unsettled. Again, all normal. Just trying to bring your milk in. It's all a part of what's supposed to happen, but that's hard if you're surrounded by people because. Often you're judging yourself as a mum. Again, another topic I'm hugely um, conversational on at the moment is the judgment we place on ourselves. You're going to put it on yourself a heck of a lot in that first few days and you're going to be in hospital and you're going to be beating yourself up and all of those things are going to happen. Your hormones are going to be smashing you around because they're up and down and you're sleep-deprived and they do say sleep deprivation is like a form of torture. Um, that we do to ourselves when we have our babies. But it's definitely a time for you to be able to sit back. And if you want to cry, and if you want to have a midwife in the room helping you breastfeed hands-on, you know, helping shape the breast and, you know, work with you and really have that time, and you might be pushing there crying, and that's okay because that's what we're here for. We want to talk you through that. We want to help you through that. It's a lot easier to do that and have that time for yourself and your baby and your partner. If you don't have a room full of people all the time, for those of you who are like, yep, cool, I'm gonna roll with that, people can visit once we get home, awesome, that's a great idea. For those of you who don't feel comfortable going to that extreme and maybe want to limit how you do it, also awesome, think of a time frame. You know, if you've got people that wanna come visit, you've got grandparents and aunties and uncles and sisters and cousins and so forth, narrow it down to a time frame. Just say, awesome, I'd rather people have only visited between you know, three and five today because I've got, you know, I'm to get settled with baby. Be honest, tell people. People should respect that and follow along with it. So if that's the way you wanted to go, I just suggest you do it in preparation. Sometimes before you have the baby, it's good to have those conversations with people that, hey, I actually don't want any visitors. That's what I did with my first baby. And I think even my second baby, to be honest, I actually said, look, I actually don't want any visitors in hospital. So grandparents visited um, like immediately after birth. And then after that, the first couple of days in hospital, I think it was just, I was there for two days. I think maybe my mum visited once and then it was everyone else waited till I got home on day two or three. So, and I made that clear from the start that I didn't want visitors coming into the hospital and it made it easy because everyone knew that was my plan. So if you're pregnant at the moment, listening to this, Just have a think about how you want to um, roll with it, what feels comfortable for you to make the most and get the most benefit out of those early days. And if it is, like I said, the option of just maybe limiting the time instead and making some set times, absolutely. Just say to people, that's when you want visitors. And also explain to your partner what you want done because your partner will often be the one fielding the calls, fielding the text messages and so forth. When can I see the baby? It It might be his family. It might be his friends. Might be his work colleagues, you know, all of those things. You just need to have those open conversations, so it's not a surprise on the day when you've got seventeen people coming in as soon as visiting hours starts in the hospital. So I just want you to be mindful about having these conversations, having to think about it yourself, having a discussion with your partner, and then setting those expectations as to what you feel comfortable with. But I do think those valuable, valuable first couple of days, you will be set up better, and I have seen it with hundreds and hundreds of women that i've looked after i honestly honestly believe you will have a better setup to start your motherhood if you reduce those visitors or scrap them all down to one or two completely but at least reduce the visitors coming to see you when you are in those hospital or at home in those first few days i highly recommend it so i'd love to hear from anyone who's done that um If you totally disagree and think, you know, 50 visitors on day one, two, and three worked for you better, awesome. I mean, I'm glad that worked. I'm just giving advice based on what I know has worked for myself and also what I've seen out in practice and what I do recommend. So again, start the conversation, have the thoughts yourself, set the expectation, and just to ensure that you get the most out of your early days with your baby because it's that foundation and setup from then on. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.